This morning, I want to uh, uh, spend a little bit of time having campus conversations. And we have here in f- with me four resident directors from our team. And we have on our team a total of 12 resident directors. And so uh, there certainly is not time in chapel or space on the stage for everybody all at once. But I'm grateful for these here to represent our team. That is wonderful. And shout out to our entire team, Nicole Alexander, Jacob Kitchens, Courtney Kuhn, Andrew McKay, McKenna Ramsey, Logan Reber, Michaela Russo, and Kylie Taylor, uh, along with these four who we're going to get to know a little bit more here this morning and just hear their hearts and glean some life wisdom from them during our campus conversation. So uh, let's start with a little bit of getting to know you. So TJ, why don't you start off, just tell us a little bit, tell us your name, uh, where you're serving here on campus, where you're from, and uh, maybe share a childhood memory with us. So go for it. Yeah. Uh, My name's TJ. I am originally from Parma, Ohio, up near Cleveland. Um, And so last seven years, I've been uh, in southeast Ohio at South Hills Christian Camp. So um, uh, lots of of good memories there. And so I kind of claim both of where I'm from right now. But uh, I am with uh, Brock Hall and Parker Hall. Um, proud, Proud to be a part of that. This is my childhood picture here. Um, so I'm the adorable one in the middle, in the red. Um, and so those are my siblings, and I uh, buy the Batmobile. Um, I don't specifically have a memory of this moment, but I, I chose this picture because uh, most of my childhood memories of when I think like back on it, the, the fond memories are uh, with my siblings, and I just uh, appreciate them, and we still have great relationship, and so um, I just wanted to find a picture of us together, so there's that. Fantastic. Thanks for sharing. Lindy, share a little bit about yourself. Um, I'm Lindy. I live in Willits. Yeah. Um, and I grew up in Japan, so one of my favorite childhood memories is um, there's this hotel that my parents went to for this conference for work. And so all the adults, all day for like a week, were in meetings. And the kids just kind of got, got to run this place, basically, we thought. Um, we were just running around, like exploring anything that was not locked. And we thought the elevators existed for us to play tag in because like there are so many of them. So of course, that's what they're for. Um, and the peak was like, we, were, we must have been out on the grounds or something because we were looking up at the roof and we were like, that looks really like flat, like really walkable. Like if people can walk on the moon, we can walk on that roof. So we spent the rest of the time just like trying to find the way up there. And we did. It was just like a stairwell. It wasn't even locked. So we got up there and um, unfortunately there's, you can't really see it in this picture, but there's um, a restaurant that like rises above the part of the roof where we were. So like people were in there and they could see us. And it's not like we were being inconspicuous, like we're the only American children on the island. So it's not like we can blame it on someone else. So we had to boot scoot out of there after that, but it was fun while it lasted. Nice, public service announcement, do not imitate Lindy. Uh, that is an order, so. Uh, Jason, let's get to know you a little bit. Uh, good morning. Um, thank you. Nice to see McChesney and St. Clair decide to come to chapel today. Um, and stay the whole time. Um, my name's Jason. Uh, I am from northern Indiana, Warsaw to begin with, and then by way of Elkhart and Goshen. 
Uh, I, this is my third year as a resident director. Uh, before this, I was in Columbus, Ohio at Linworth Baptist Church. I was the middle school director there for three years uh, while I was finishing my MDiv here. And then... Um, graduated, and then that year got a job that would have paid for my MDiv, so that was wonderful. But anyway, you know, after it was done, so. Uh, yeah, my favorite childhood memory is uh, really just any time being outside, uh, specifically that uh, shot with the bow and the arrow. Uh, someone said, that, is that your, I can't tell if that's your backyard or if that's camp. That, this was actually at camp, we were at Bear Lake, and uh, it was either this shot or it was that time we were there. I closed my eyes and just pulled back as hard as I could and let go. And it hit the center of the target and split the casing of the, of the target. And that was not me being good because I tried again and I think completely missed the target. But my parents love telling that story. And I love listening about how great I am. So no. Fantastic. <laughs> nice. And how about that haircut there on the left? Yes. That is a fantastic kid haircut, right? Yeah. <laughs> And last but certainly not least, Alexis. Sure. Um, I'm Alexis, and I'm the RD of Printy Hall. Uh, yeah, this is my family picture. Um, so my memory is from, or our favorite memory, is really with my siblings, so it'd be generic, but this is us in San Diego for a summer. And so we spent like the entire time, my poor dad had to study Greek and the rest of us just went to the beach in Disneyland and SeaWorld. I know it's controversial. Um, so this is us at SeaWorld. Um, yeah, so it's cute. And I've been here two years at Printy and one other year in Murphy and woo, yeah, Murphy too. Nice. <laughs> And uh, I mean, so you, you may or may not know uh, Alexa's brother, Andrew, is the RD of Lawler Hall. And, and how, about, how, about those, uh, how about those no sleeves there on the, that's nice, Andrew. That's good. So, okay, let's, uh, let's get to know you a little bit more. Three things, okay? TJ, three things you find yourself doing when you're bored. Yeah, uh, three things, find yourself doing when I'm bored. So um, sports, I, I like sports uh, a lot. I love watching Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, I would say uh, watching movies uh, and playing video games. Fantastic. Okay. Three things, Jason, you wish you, or three places rather, you wish you could go when the weather, weather status is Cedarville in winter. Uh, f Florida. Uh, we got to visit my brother in Hawaii a few years ago, and I would nice. definitely go back there. And then uh, inside. <laughs> inside. <laughs> Just where we all live all winter long. Alexis, three items you would have in your dorm room if you started college over again as a freshman right now. Yeah, this one was hard for me. I think the one thing I've seen from room checks that I would want now is when, I feel like a lot of girls have those projectors on the wall for movie nights. And I feel like I would have made a lot of friends if I started off that way. <laughs> I mean, I, I did make friends, but it would have been a good start. <laughs> um, and then I would probably bring a whole new wardrobe because freshman year Alexis did not have any style. Um, and then my third one, um, there's no limits to this question, so a personal chef. Oh, wow. Cook me food. Yeah. Man. Why not? Uh, Lindy, three things that make you smile. Um, staring contests or like any game where you're not supposed to smile or laugh. Like I'm out before it starts. Um, also like little kids on campus. Like you guys don't even go here, but I love seeing you. Or like grandparents, like anyone who's not a regular college age student. It's just fun. It makes me smile. Speaking of kids on campus, so McKinley is down here, Jason's yeah. daughter. Yes. 
absolutely adorable, fantastic. So we're grateful for that. Uh, let's see. Alindi, oh, sticking with you, three things that scare you. Staring um, contests? No, like I'm over that fear, but um, wind chimes, I know it's odd, but they are horrible. They're awful. Um, speaking in chapel, not really my fave. Sorry about this. Yeah, I'm facing my fears today. One at a time though. Um, and heights, don't really love heights either. Okay, all right. Somebody find some wind chimes. Three cities, Alexis, that you want to visit. Where do you want to go? Um, so I changed this because I don't know the city names, so I just did general places. But I would go to an island in Greece, and then I would go, I really want to go scuba diving in the Great Barrier Reef. So I would go wherever that city is in Australia. Um, and then Thailand, any big city in Thailand. Yep. Fantastic, okay. And then TJ, three possessions you'd call your favorite possessions. My favorite possessions. So I read the question differently on the, uh, on the sheet, but I will say, uh, I, I think it said like possessions you can't live without was what, what it read on the sheet. So it, I, it's a Sunday school answer, but I'll say my Bible. You know, I want to make sure. Thank you. Let's go. Nice. Right. And then uh, I think possession I can't live without now is my phone because of how society functions. And then thank you. And um, I would also say my Nintendo Switch because I love it. Okay. All righty. Now, Jason, three skills you currently have to help you survive a zombie apocalypse. Uh, okay. Uh, well, I spent a lot of time like hanging out in the woods growing up. So I think I would be able to forage, you know, and maybe make a shelter and those types of things. I uh, grew up, you know, shooting a lot. Uh, we had bows and guns growing up. And so I feel like I could hunt well in that way. And also maybe get the zombies before they got me. Uh, and then third, uh, I know some remote, some remote places that I could get to. And, you know, I can drive almost anything. So we could, wow. you know, get a vehicle and get there. I probably wouldn't be able to land a jet or a helicopter. But, you know, we could at least get to a remote place. One hindrance is now, you know, my child. I feel like that would be one. I'd probably die. Because, you know, she can't do anything to protect herself. So, wow. yeah. That's noble. Very noble. Such a prepper. Yeah, nice. Well, let's, uh, let's, let's get on to some, as, as, uh, as fruitful as that was, uh, let's get on to some, some life wisdom here with our, our resident director. So you guys serving as resident directors at Cedarville, you could be doing lots of things. Wonderfully talented people, very gifted. You could be doing a lot of things, investing your lives, lots of places. Why are you a resident director at Cedarville? I Alexis. can start. Um, I was actually an RA at a different school for my undergrad at Dallas Baptist University. And RD was just like, in my mind, the coolest job ever when I was an RA. And I had one friend that was like, oh, I could see you being an RD. And I was like, oh, stop, yes. That makes me feel so good. And so I didn't even apply at my other school. And in fact, my family um, was moving up here. My dad's a Bible prof and my brother and sister were gonna come here for school. And I was in Texas and I graduated with Christian studies degree. And I really wanted to serve in the church and do ministry. And I was like, do I follow them or do I stay here and start my own plan? And I didn't get any jobs, and so it was, I'm gonna follow. <laughs> and I was like, I'm just gonna keep getting my education and keep learning, which was the best thing I could do for myself. Started here with my MDiv, 
and then applied to be an RD. Um, and I just love discipleship and being able to walk with college students and I get to just hear their walks of faithfulness and hear how the Lord teaches them. And it's so fun. I'm super extroverted. And so having a day where all my meetings are just people is the best thing ever. Um, yeah, but that's kind of how I ended up here and then really had a heart for ministry and wanted to do that with my life. So it's been a really great fit now. Nice. How about you, Lindy? Um, so I came here to school a few years ago, um, and I was excited to come here, um, but I was coming off the mission field where, like, my parents were there to spread the gospel and make disciples. So I definitely, like, I thought I would learn things, but I also kind of thought I knew most things I needed to know. Um, but it was truly, like, a life-changing four years where I recognized how I didn't really know God like I thought I did. I knew things about him and I thought that a relationship with him was just like, well, I'm gonna do these things and prioritize these things and not do these things. But there wasn't a lot of heart involvement. So my time here was really important for me to just learn and see it modeled, what it looks like to actually have a whole life that's surrendered to God. Um, And so because my time here was so instrumental in my spiritual walk, I was really excited about an opportunity to be involved in that um, for the next generation of students. And my dorm is a lot of freshmen who are also having those similar um, realizations or conversations or thoughts about like, I was maybe following my parents or following um, rituals of going to church and now I'm just accountable to myself and what am I gonna do with my own life and relationship to God? So being a part of those kinds of conversations as my job is just incredible. How about you, TJ? Yeah, when I was a student here, I was an RA in Rickard, um, had a great experience with that and um, learned a lot from my RD and just how awesome it was to be living in the place and with the guys that, that I was serving and just doing like daily life with. And it, that was awesome. So I just kind of fell in love with residence life uh, as a whole. Um, and then another aspect of it is just being at camp uh, for the last seven years or so and getting to be a part of a summer staff team and getting to serve uh, with the summer staff and the college students that come uh, specifically with the counseling team that we would have. It was just awesome to be able to pour into their lives as they poured into campers' lives and just that like method for discipleship. It just, I, I loved that and just loved being a part of that. Um, and so I just wanted to do it more than just a few weeks in the summer. And so this was an opportunity uh, to be an RD here to do that throughout the year, honestly, except for the summer in some ways. But uh, it just, I've loved the, the chance I've had already to uh, get to be with uh, my RA team and just to, to do life together. It's awesome. Nice. How about you, Jason? Uh, Very simply, God made it very clear to us that there was nowhere else he'd have us go. And so I was, I came to Cedarville as an older student. I went to Word of Life Bible Institute in Screen Lake for a couple years and then worked for three years and then came here as an older student. And I was 25 and finishing my MDiv and actually, you know, gave Brad my resume and was like, oh, you know, I think I'd be a great RD. And he was very kind to me and gracious and didn't call me out on my pride because it was, I was, yeah thinking I was great stuff or whatever. And then uh, I graduated 
and then we were looking for jobs in church in a church and uh, went and saw my old RD, uh, Adam Sutherland, and he was like, hey, have you heard there's a job at Cedarville as an RD? And I was like, well, I had been interested in before. Yeah, you can give my name, but like, I thought of it as regression. Like, oh, I just graduated. Why would I want to go back to a college campus? I want to be working in a church so they can use all my great skills. And uh, yeah, God, again, was very kind to us in my pride. And um, he made it very, very clear. And we kind of came kicking and screaming and were here a few days and fell in love with the students. Um, the students in the dorm and my RA team. And uh, when we took the job, we're like, well, God made it clear we're here and we're gonna get out of here as quick as we can. And now we're like, wow, we love what God's doing here at Cedarville and that he's allowing us to be a part of it and to be able to uh, speak into the lives of students and to be uh, also poured into as well by a great team here. It's been incredible and awesome. Nice. Well, I think you can hear that there's a, a variety of experiences and backgrounds and personalities in the mix, but the common theme is that God is at work. God is at work in your life. God is at work in this community. And uh, it's a joy to be a part of it along the way. So I wanna shift gears just a little bit. Uh, oftentimes we talk about walking with the Lord and read your Bible and pray and, and all these things, but sometimes we, we don't quite have a, a real world insight as to what that looks like in people's lives because we're all just normal people. So what does it look like for you guys to walk with the Lord? Just, just share a little bit about your personal walk with the Lord, what that looks like as a way to instruct the rest of us. Jason, you're up first. Um, as far as like spiritual habits go, uh, one thing that I do is I have a, a quiet time diary that walks me through a scripture plan and then allows me to journal and gives commentary as well, speaking into that. And so um, I am working through parts of scripture regular, uh, typically in the morning. Uh, I like to get up and read my Bible and spend time in God's word and uh, journal and reflect. And it gives you prayer points for the nations. Uh, word of life is actually the one who puts it out. Uh, and then also just uh, reading good books. And um, uh, my, one of my goals for, the new, uh, for this semester is to memorize a, a chunk of scripture because uh, that's a habit I've gotten away from. But uh, walking with the Lord obviously isn't just those habits you have in the morning. Uh, it's also like the, our posture before the Lord. And uh, my prayer almost every morning is that I'd use my uh, day to glorify the Lord and to uh, walk in likeness of Jesus Christ. And in Colossians 1, Paul says that's his goal of his ministry is to present believers as mature, uh, to present everyone mature uh, before the Lord. And so, um, yeah, it's that desire to to live your life in a, in a manner that's worthy of the Lord and following after. And those spiritual disciplines help feed into that directly. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for sharing. Lindy, how about you? Yeah, um, I find that I kind of read too fast to actually learn much. So what I've found that's helpful for me is to like write out passages as I'm reading through. It helps me slow down and see like repetition of words or, or phrases or themes, stuff like that. And that's helpful for scripture memory too. Um, I find that if I write it out, it helps me just remember all the little twos and does and all those little words. Um, but I've also found like it's helpful for me to have a distinction between and whatever words you wanna use, like I kind of call it study and meditation of the word. So study is when I'm more in the like writing out, looking at grammar, looking at words and different translations or possibly commentaries. And that's like very like academic and trying to parse out the meaning. But then to me, like meditation is then taking that meaning and 
communing with God about how are you going to change me in light of this reality of who you are. Um, and it's just been helpful for me to kind of break it up a little bit. Otherwise I can um, just lean too heavily on one or the other and only be looking academically and treating it like as schoolwork almost versus like actually not getting to the meeting because I'm too busy like thinking about myself <laughs> or something. So I've found it helpful to just have a little bit of a distinction. That's, like, that's helpful, that's helpful. Alexis, what do you think? Um, yeah, so I uh, do mine in the evening before I go to bed and I have been reading through Genesis right now. And normally I like to just be reading through a book and I think at one point in my studies, I was like, oh, sometimes I'm overwhelmed with the deep study of my schoolwork and I'm like, I'm thinking so much that it's good to just familiarize yourself with the narrative of scripture. And so um, trying to just read through it and always be in it and knowing the story and what, it's, what it is. Uh, so Genesis is where I'm at now. And then I normally supplement it with something that I feel like my heart needs in the season. And so recently it's been, I've been reading little snippets of the gospel primer. Um, I just needed to remember how powerful that is and how it should um, impact my life. And then um, with prayer, I've been trying to just spend 15 minutes a day, I miss a couple, but of just like meditation and prayer and thinking through just what the Lord is doing in my life and reflecting on things. Um, so that's been kind of my day-to-day plan. Yeah. Nice. And how about you, TJ? Yeah. So I think uh, similar to Jason, journaling uh, really helps me. I'd gotten away from that for a while and I've gotten back into it uh, recently. And it it just, I I spend a a few days, sometimes even a week on like the same passage of scripture, journaling through that, meditating through that. Um, And if you continually read the the same passage of scripture, you'll be surprised at the things that keep jumping out. And that's that's been helpful for me. Uh, While I also do some like reading through of uh, other passages in scripture, just like reading through books, uh, just more straight through in conjunction with that. But uh, I've been trying to emphasize prayer in my life a lot recently too. And just, you know, I... We're, we're around campus and we're always asking uh, everybody for their prayer requests. So I, I want to make sure that I'm someone who's intentional that when I'm, I'm asking for a prayer request, I'm praying for it. So if I'm leaving a conversation or if I'm, if I'm uh, just, just headed out from that, just making sure I, I do my best, uh, you know, not every time, but praying for that uh, right away. But then also trying to take notes on that uh, for, for prayer uh, in the future to just be intentional to, to pray for and, and follow up on things uh, in the lives of all of y'all. Yeah, so a walk with the Lord is a relationship. It's a matter of a daily connection to the God of the universe who dwells within us as believers. And he's given us certain means like the word and prayer and community and fellowship and so forth to, to do that. And it's, I think, an important thing to note that there's a variety amongst these godly people up here. And so there's not just a one size routine that fits everybody in per se, but the certain habits can be expressed and, and worked out in various ways based on your walk with the Lord. Just keep leaning into the Lord every day. Always keep starting uh, in that journey, in that journey. So uh, here's, a, here's a fun question for you guys. So you guys have expressed your heartbeat towards discipleship. You're here because you wanna lead students closer to the Lord. You wanna help equip them to fulfill the Great Commission and you know, the rest of their lives be a part of that. Um, along the way, one of your roles though is connected to the student handbook and, and rules on campus. And so how is it that you think about that as a part of your role and, and what role does it fit into the bigger picture? Jason. 
I can. You got start. the biggest smile. Sure, so you're I can talk start. First. Let's go. Um, yeah. Uh, first off, let me just talk about this. I learned that there's an organization out there that is just so legalistic; it's insane. Like the New York Yankees don't allow their players to have facial hair unless it's a well-groomed mustache. I think that's ridiculous. No, I'm just kidding. I I use that as an example because uh, we have, like, the Yankees are an institution. They get to decide that. We are an institution that has preferences, right? And uh, we get to institute those preferences as an institution. And then as students, which I was here as well, we get to come and enjoy the benefits, all the wonderful benefits of that institution and saying, yes, we'll follow the, the rules you have, right? And there's a difference between institutional preferences and biblical mandates or things that the Bible says are a must. Uh, and so Cedarville has these rules uh, because they've decided this is the type of community that we want to have and enjoy. And so we're gonna have these, these uh, standards that help us achieve that. And by you joining us in this community, we're all gonna say that we agree and follow those standards. Uh, and you know what? If you follow every single rule your entire time here at Cedarville, we're not gonna give you an award at graduation. We're not gonna pat you on the back, give you a big hug and get, buy you an ice cream sundae. None of that. Uh, I'm not putting gold stars on guys' doors if they haven't broken any rules this week. But you know what can happen? Uh, if you break those rules that the institutions put forth, then there is punishment that happens. And uh, I used to you know, like liken this to the law, like, oh, well, it can't bring righteousness, but it can bring condemnation. But that's a much bigger thing than what we do here. I wouldn't want to equate those things too closely. But there, uh, by coming here, you're saying, yeah, I'm going to follow these institutional preferences. And I'm not going to say, well, hit the road if you don't want to follow them. But uh, there's a, a contractual thing that happens, right? You sign your name. And um, anyway, that discipleship looks like in that process, sorry to get back to the original question, subject looks like in that process, we're like, hey, I want you to uh, follow the Lord. And part of that is having integrity. Part of that is follow, saying what you're gonna do, uh, keeping your word, all these things. And it's not like a legalism thing. We're like, oh, if you don't skip chapel, you know, you're gonna go to heaven or heaven's gonna be better for you. But it is like a, hey, like I want you to have integrity and be a person who is, living in that way, so. Sure, yeah, other thoughts? Anybody wanna to add to that? Yeah, I, I, think, I think some of you all think we love giving fines, and that's the worst part of my job. I, I don't wanna do that, um, but in the same, to, to kinda of go off of what Jason is saying there, uh, it, if we're to be people of integrity, I need to do the things that I've agreed to do as an RD. So I've, I've signed on and part, part of the job is, is, is fining students when they don't follow the rules. If I weren't doing that, that I wouldn't be a person of integrity, which is what I want the person that needs fine to do as well. So uh, I think that's just what the heart comes back to is we're just trying to spur one another on towards the things we, we say and that we commit towards doing as people of integrity. So uh, I think you heard a, a couple of important things in there. One is uh, Jason used this language of, of biblical mandates versus institutional preferences. And just want you to know, acknowledge right out of the gate and see this for yourself that there's some things that we do as a community that the Bible says are quite distinctly what it means to follow him. And we're just going to unapologetically hold to that, uh, even when that's countercultural in the world we live in. And, and uh, some things though, are a matter of institutional preference, meaning when it boils 
boils down to it that uh, the Bible's not mandating this makes you a better Christian or not by having this, but it's a matter of there's a unique aspect of thousands of college students gathered together in one place and there's collective wisdom and board of trustees and administration and others who are speaking into this as to, hey, here's, here's how to try to cultivate a community that's gonna be pointed towards the right things. But the most important thing I want you to take away from this is uh, that all this is framed around our four core values. Uh, it's ultimately, we want to love God with all our hearts, soul, mind, and strength, and then we want to love our neighbor as ourselves. And then along the way, as Jason highlighted with the Yankees, you could go on, you want to go work for Amazon or Apple or Google or any company out there, there's going to be things uh, that's part of living in this world that's not a matter of righteousness, but it's a matter then of once I've agreed to be in that space in that setting, it's my integrity to live consistently with that. And so uh, I just wanna encourage you in that way. So, all right, let's, uh, let's shift gears a little bit from there and uh, just uh, highlight something I think is relevant to our community that you all have a unique vantage point on. Uh, research shows, everybody's experience shows. I think even if just we were to talk to the average Cedarville student, this would come up as a theme that uh, friendships are difficult. We live in a world where you might be in amongst thousands of people and still somehow feel isolated uh, and lonely and those sorts of things. And so what's your advice to college students today about building deep and fruitful relationships that will push them towards the Lord and last a lifetime? Yeah, I can start on this one. Um, I feel like I say this a lot at anything I've been to. So if you're hearing it again and it's not that helpful, I'm sorry. But um, I think that one thing that changed me, myself making friends, I don't know how to say that, how I'd made friends in college was during my freshman year, I think we all hit the part where you're like, oh, I'm, I have friends, I like these people. I don't know them deeply though, and it's taking time. And do I like the ones I'm hanging out with? And I just had to come to the point that I honestly wasn't really the friend that I was looking for everyone else to be for me. Um, and I thought about what I wanted people to do, and I wanted them to ask me like deep questions and get to know me and try and understand who I was and why I was the way that I was and what I liked and didn't like. And I just want them to know me and I wanna know them back. And so to start off initiating that and I, my freshman year, I was like, okay, you have to like text 10 people. That was too much, probably five and meet with them and start those questions. And hopefully at least one of them will reciprocate the same thing back. And I think it is easier once you've said like, oh, well, like, tell me about yourself and why you think this way for them to be like, well, how about you? <laughs> Makes it super easy for it to be returned back um, and just adds a level of depth in that I think the human experience is very similar in that we are all, although we have varying things that happen in our life, we've all felt those feelings of wanting to be known and wanting relationships. So I think sometimes we hesitate to do that. I don't know why, because we're all desiring that in our own ways. And so to be the person to step out and then look out and see who also is doing it with you and walking alongside you. And, and then I think it is just prioritizing that person and actually wanting to know who they are and why they are the way they are. Um, and not just kind of like, all right, you know, not my vibe, it, which is fine. Not everyone that you hang out with is gonna be like, this is it, my best friend. But you can know who they are, appreciate something about them, and then 
as you're walking, find who your people are that you really connect with and build those deep relationships and dive deeper into that. Um, yeah, so I think that's my advice. And yeah, That's great. Take initiative and, and don't give up because there's risk to that. You got to put yourself out there and not all of it's going to be reciprocated the way you want, but don't give up on that. Keep going and uh, the Lord will bring the right people into your life. Other thoughts? Other pieces of advice? I'd say um, take advantage of opportunities and context you have that you get to know people on a spiritual level um, because a spiritual basis and foundation is going to provide for that depth of friendship. Like all of my friends who I'm still most closest to from college especially were those that I was able to go to the spiritual level with. And that's not necessarily the case even here where like most people are all gonna be brothers and sisters in Christ. That doesn't mean you necessarily talk about your walk together. But in a context like this, like in theory, it's gonna be as easy as it ever is to go there in your friendship. So I'd encourage you to take advantage of that. And then that doesn't have to stop once you leave here either. Um, pour into your church, make connections at small groups and look for that deeper spiritual level because that's gonna provide a lasting friendship when you can sh like have those shared values. That's really what's gonna bond you and what's gonna last. Nice, nice. Well, so we have barely scratched the surface here this morning of the wonderful resource and people that are available to you and our 12 resident directors. And I think you've gotten a taste of that here today with the heartbeat uh, that these folks have and their walk with the Lord and the way God is using them, the way God is using them. Sorry, I was about to drop my iPad there. Uh, and so along the way, I just wanna encourage you, lean into that with them and make the most of what God's given you in this community. And along the way, uh, you guys have a great day in the Lord. We love you. Give these guys a hand and go to class. See y'all later.